everybody. Welcome back to Wicked Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and on the show with me tonight is Witness G. Hey, Jay. How you doing, everyone? So, we're going to do a little bit of a, a year in review show, kind of recap everything, and then also talk a little bit about the podcast that we listen to, uh, some of our likes and dislikes about some of them, and, and kind of maybe even give you a clue into, like, you know, how we do this thing. So, uh, let's get into it. So, uh, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty yeah. good. Did you have a good New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was awesome. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> that's that's how you know one you're of the first ones I I'll have memory of. Man. <laughs> Why like did you work? Remember at least one. <laughs> now, um, I I was watching my boss's dogs. So, oh, okay. My party day actually ended up being New Year's Day. So, oh, okay. That yeah. that I don't remember much of, but New Year's Eve I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ours was very quiet. Uh, didn't do too much. Uh, we were supposed to go to uh, the Mummers Parade. We do that pretty much every year. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, we at least like to go um, down at the end of the street and kind of see everybody as they come off. And then uh, we sometimes go and we watch the serenade at night on 2nd Street, but we didn't get a chance to do it because it got moved. It got canceled to the very next day. And then, ah, to man. be quite honest with you, both of us forgot about it, but... Yeah, it was a good year. Hoping that uh, this year gets a little bit better for everybody. That's for sure. Yeah, we're coming off a rough couple of years, man. Yeah, like, so I let's actually hope this maybe we turn it. Yeah, let's all get behind year. this, man. Let's push it. Right, we're gonna we're gonna be positive. So talk talking about positivity. Um, I was telling you, we've actually gotten a fair amount of nice mail lately and some really good reviews. And I wanted to thank those people and call them out a little bit. Um, we actually awesome. got a really good email from a woman by the name of Megan. Uh, we'll go with Megan P because I don't know if she wants me to mention her last name, but she sent us a really nice note on the episode we just did on the couple that went missing. You know, she found it as odd as we did, but she just sent a note and she said, Hey, I love it. I can't wait for your episodes to come out. So Meg, thank you very much. We really, really appreciate getting messages like that. And if you're listening if you can go over and do a five-star review on Apple, that'd be great. Because, you know, every time somebody does a five-star review on Apple, uh, we go up in listener listenership about 50 to 100 people. So I don't know how that works. Don't want to know, but it happens, <laughs> right? So wanted to thank her. And then we also, um, I've been actually corresponding with another listener uh, over the last couple of months who's kind of getting into doing his own ghost hunting. And his name is Luke. Uh, we'll go Luke W and he's probably listening tonight too. So Luke, thanks a lot. Uh, he and I were talking back and forth. Um, he was talking about a lot of the EVPs we play and how much he loves them. And I kind of gave him some tips on collecting EVPs and then also maybe a place in the area to go. He's from the area. Uh, so that's what he likes about the show. He's always talking about, you know, how we talk about places yeah. that he can actually go to. So that's cool. Um, and then for the longest time too, and I've been passing along some of this, uh, to you too, but we have this, uh, listener by the name of Dawn Brown and yeah, yeah, Dawn. Dawn does this <laughs> amazing stuff with the Jersey devil. She has a whole line of comic books that she does. She writes scripts. Uh, everything she's always sending me, Hey, I did this drawing. I did that. I got to start putting more and more of this stuff up. Maybe what I'll do is in the show notes over the next few shows, I'll just put a link to all Dawn's stuff. It's great. She's got uh, comic books for sale, that kind of thing. Um, and they're always unique. She actually does one on the green head fly, which is great. <laughs> she actually oh, has, man. yeah, she has a whole comic based on the green head <laughs> fly and she's really into the Jersey devil. So 
Uh, Dawn, thanks a lot. And then we've gotten some fu- good five-star reviews on Apple. And I can't tell you guys how much both G and I really appreciate that. Um, it's fantastic. And then also how much it does for the show. Um, we do have a Patreon um, and we do have some patrons and we appreciate everything they do for us. And we hope that that doesn't change and that we can grow that. So if you go over to Patreon, you look for Wicked Garden Podcast, you'll find us, um, you know, feel free to join. There's extra content over there. Uh, but you guys all know what Patreon is at this point. But, you know, every time somebody does a five-star review on any service, whether it be Spotify, app, or whatever, we go up probably about 100 listeners every single time. That's huge for us. Like if we can get 10, you know, to 15 five-star reviews and it doesn't take very long to do it, you actually don't even have to type out a review. You can just go on and, and, you know, click on the cover art. It'll take you to our page. If you scroll to the bottom, that'll give you an opportunity to review it. It'll say, do you want to write a review? You go to the podcast page and you just click the five stars and you don't even have to write one if you don't want to write one. But it, it means the world to us if you guys can go ahead and do it. So I wanted to take the time to definitely thank those people. And uh, Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Thanks for writing, guys. Yeah, yeah. And also the the uh, the one podcast, um, too, that actually did a great job of reviewing our podcast, which was the Wildly – I knew I was going to do this. The Wildly <laughs> Missing – podcast i think that's what it is thanks a lot guys it's this guy over there by the name of uh, dan cosme thanks dan really appreciate that wrote a really nice review for us so you guys can go on apple and check that out their their podcast is great they do um they'll do guys who are missing so they basically just do missing cases um mostly what they do so they'll do like two people every show they'll break down the whole case and tell you what's going on with it and it's really done well in-depth good stuff and it's all about missing people so that's yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, before I was like a co-host, I was a guest. And before I was a guest, I just, it was never my intention to even be a guest. I just, that was, I was also just writing just to tell you like awesome show. It helps. <laughs> it helps so much. Yeah, it, really it definitely, does. it definitely does, man. Yeah. But you never know. You might be on here with us. Oh, that was another thing too. You know, I heard from Kevin over, uh, yeah. yeah, I heard from Kev over the holidays. I actually sent him a, I think it was a happy new year and, he let me know that um, he got married. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to tell you this. So Kevin, who was oh, on uh, Kevin, who was on Congrats. his show with us, he sh- yeah, he shared his New Jersey Devil experience. Actually, met uh, someone and got married between you know the last time he was on the show and now, and he did a really good job on it. We were always trying to get Kevin back on. It's a little bit of a technical challenge. We're still working it out. Um, because sometimes when we've had Kevin on the show, he's not been able to hear G and G's not been able to hear Kevin. So I kind of got to go between the two yeah. of them and then it's a heavy edit. We'll work it out. Yeah, and we'll figure it out. We're going to talk about, we got some, some technological things we're going to be working yeah. out. So yeah, podcast is going to change slightly because we're going to try to do things. We're just trying to make it better for you guys. Honestly. Absolutely. But as soon as we work out these kinks, man, we got to get Kev back. Yeah. I, Kevin will forget more today than I'll ever know about the paranormal. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's, like he doesn't have to research anything. No. It's crazy about the guys. You just ask when he knows. He's an, ens- like, he has he, an encyclopedic knowledge of it. Just yeah, which unbelievable. Is, it's always awesome to have a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't wait to get him back on. And, you know, he's got a cool sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, my condolences to the women that he had to untie and let out of the basement when he got married. But yeah, I'm really happy that he got married and he's happy. 
Yeah, congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for staying in touch, and uh, congratulations. So that brings us up to date on thanking everybody. We really appreciate that. You know, tonight we wanted to kind of go through um, some of the stuff that we listen to, uh, some of our pet peeves too, and I don't think we're going to be nice about everything. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. That's kind of my personality. So we're you gonna know, keep it real. Yeah, I, I don't know who who wants to go first. Do you do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Well, do you want to talk about just like the year review, real quick? Like, like out of our podcast, what was your favorite episode from the year? Oh God, over the last year. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think my all time favorite one is our Jersey Devil uh, episode. I think it's our best. Um, I think it's just really, really done well. Uh, but that was the year before over the last year, you know, it's tough for me because I listen to them three or four times because you have to edit. (laughs) So, but I think there's, you know, I, I, I think when we do something good, like we did, um, with a couple that was missing in the pine mares, I think when we, I feel more fulfilled when we do that type of stuff than yeah, I, I do, actually. yeah, when I, then I do when we just generally talk about paranormal stuff, um, you know, but I still do enjoy the paranormal stuff. We, we've had some really good episodes on, but, you know, anytime we can kind of help, to, you know, make the community or the state a little bit better with what we're talking about and maybe bring light to something like that, I really appreciate it. So I, I think that one, uh, you know, that's also the one that's probably furthest forward in my head could be something to that. And then, you know, any of the ones that we do about Barry, I, I think that they're my favorites. I really enjoy doing those. Yeah, I definitely, everything we do with Barry is, you know, I really enjoy doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, I it's mean, fun. Hopefully we're helping, we're actually, you know, doing something like we're helping. Yeah, keeping it going, keeping you know? the conversation going. I think, you know, I think all the, all the podcasts do that. I don't, you know, I, Let's be honest, right? Um, the who was the guy that actually wound up solving a case, and now he's got a show on A and A. Who is it? We always talk about him, young guy from Atlanta. Oh, uh, Payne Lindsay. Yeah, I mean Payne Lindsay. You know, he pretty much hit the jackpot on his because as he was recording and talking about it, it just happened to get solved. So. <laughs> A lot of the stuff that he was doing definitely helped, um, and I'm yeah, sure maybe sure. who knows? It got it. a lot of eyes open. Yeah, and it may it may even may have even been the thing that you know pushed it over the edge. Um, but you know, it's very rare to be able to do something like that, right? Uh, to be able to be there, perfect timing to just help out. Like when we do the Barry podcast, I don't ever think we'll get to the point where we we solved that. Unfortunately, I could be wrong and I'm holding out hope, you know, but if we can do, if we can bring light to the way the state police work uh, or where they don't work, you know, the way maybe it could be improved, then that's what I'm looking to do. You know, it's, it's, I'm not looking to solve anything and I'm not getting my hopes up it, and I'm not going to lie at first when I did, I, I absolutely was hoping that that would be the case, but you know, yeah. it's, just keeping, I think just talking about this stuff and just keeping it alive, you never know. It could be that one person that listens to something, something clicks in their head and then you can, you can, you can really do some good. 
you know, so I, I think that's, that's what I get out of it. Just keeping the conversation going. Yeah. That's important, man. It's yeah. important. So how about you? What was your favorite? Uh, honestly, I don't even know if we did it this past year or not, but I think, uh, actually, I think we did. It was the uh, Luna Park episode was the first one I edited myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic episode. It really is good. And, you know, it's funny, too. I was just sitting here thinking Luna Park right before you said it. And I, I, it's a double-edged sword for us when we do that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it is for me. Um, for whatever reason, my life turns to shit when we talk about amusement. Yeah, that's why it was my favorite episode, because there were so many synchronicities that we didn't even get to talk about with, you know, yeah. Our listeners, but yeah, man, with that tiny Tim stuff, yeah, like golly, yeah, my, my life absolutely turns to shit every time we talk about an amusement park. Like when we talked about Great Adventure, it did. Every time yeah. we talk about some amusement park mishap, my next three weeks the are kids calling and crying, you know, uh, washers breaking down, your car's breaking down. It's just like a mess for weeks at a time, you know, after we talk about that stuff. There's just something really weird about that. Yeah. Um, but that's and probably I, I my favorite paranormal. Know, man. Yeah, I, I think most of our listeners know, like, when you start looking into some of this stuff, like, it, it looks almost back. feels like it's looking back at you. <laughs> you it know? does. And it's almost like it's swatting you. Like, get away. You know, let me make yeah. your life a living hell here for a couple of days. It's almost like you're messing with the, I don't know, messing with the the way things are supposed to go by bringing light to it. You know, it's weird. It's it just, my life turns to shit for three weeks. <coughs> it did after Luna it's, Park. It did after the Great Adventure. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, that's a great episode. That That's probably my favorite paranormal one. Yeah, it was It was uh, definitely strange. There's Luna, too much. not Great Adventure, Luna. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But heck yeah, man. Um. So what have you been listening to paranormal-wise? Have you been listening to anything? Uh, you know, I, I, I got to be honest. I um, like I was talking a little bit earlier in the vampire um, episode about this, and you know, kind of the way I like I'm 56, right? So, and I know I say that shit all the time. Sorry if I'm boring everybody, but like I've been looking into this stuff for 50 years. So, for me, there isn't much I can hear at this point that I haven't heard. Like, there's no new. It's, it's very rare for me to come across something and I've never heard of it, you know? Um, and as you get older, you naturally wonder like if your efforts are in, you know, behind the right thing. So what I did when I started this podcast is I wanted to do, do it so that I could work a lot of this stuff around in my, you know, out in my head. And, um, one of the things that I was kind of clinging to, over the last year, um, and you know this, I kind of soured on Bigfoot. Um, yeah. So one of the podcasts that I love to listen to was um, Apes Among Us, which is um, the organization is NAWAC. And I talk about it all the time. It's a great podcast. These are guys that have like an area down in Oklahoma. Uh, they're a bunch of like ex-military, ex-police, ex-professors, uh, that kind of stuff. And they have this huge area down in Oklahoma that they do all these um, exercises and operations and trying to find these, uh, you know, these creatures. And they've been doing this now for more than a decade. Um, actually, I think it's more along the lines of like 15 years, maybe even a little bit longer. And their podcast is fantastic. 
it's a good podcast. It really is. Um, and there always are these, so th- a lot of times they'll just talk about the creature and they'll talk to some, um, you know, learn it person, you know, some anthropologist about, you know, could this be possible and that kind of stuff. But, you know, like at least once a year they'll, they'll do an operation in the area and then they'll have a couple episodes where they talk about encounters that they have when they do their, their operations. And they've always had close calls and it's, it's like that kind of stuff that keeps you on the edge of your seat because they tell the story so well, they're a bunch of good storytellers too. Um, but yeah. this year, they had an episode. I'm not going to say what episode it is. I don't need to get into that, but I was kind of listening to it. And one of the guys that's on there is the guy who has the the majority of the stories, the, the majority of the encounters. Okay. Which to me is a red flag. Um, and he's also yeah. one of the guys. Yeah. And he's also one of the guys that leads the group. And he said something in one of the episodes and I caught it and it was a direct contradiction to something that he had said previously. So I had a little bit of a back and forth with them online about it email wise, and I didn't really get a satisfactory answer. So that was one of the things that kind of disappointed me this year <laughs> with one of the remaining uh, Bigfoot podcasts that I had been listening to. It's still a great podcast. They actually figured out a way to come up with a, a device that they could attach to a creature. Uh, and it's amazing the way they did it. They kind of put up some fishing string and or fishing line and they were able to get this thing so that it you know grabbed onto him almost like a bar and it was supposedly carrying it around in its fur for months and they were you know it was a tracking device and they were able to track this thing for a while um so it's it's a great podcast a lot of a lot of good stuff but you know yeah, you know what i like about that pod well that group in general uh-huh. is that they definitely like they're using new technology Yes. Everything's cutting edge. Yeah. And that's super refreshing. Yeah. It's not just, you know, people going out there and banging on trees. Not only that, not only are they using the the greatest equipment and the the latest equipment, they're also really good at their tactics. You know, they really are. Uh, One of the things I noticed about it this year is that they went back to and actually, I'm looking at it now. The, the episode that I'm talking about with the tag is called Tag 7. It was done on December 24th of 2017. So if anybody goes to Apes Among Us, listen to that episode. It's fantastic. One, one of the things they do, too, is they, they have really unique ways that they go about looking for this creature, right? They do a bunch of, uh, they have this contraption they do where it's like trash bags wrapped around um, some, like, fencing. And they do this so that, you know, you don't have a heat signature when you're, you're looking for this thing, you know, and they actually had a close call where they, cause they literally want to shoot one. That's what they want to do. Their idea is to collect yeah. a specimen. So that's one of the ones that I listen to. And I want to tell you, you know, I, I'm, I got one, one toe in the door on Bigfoot, but I still listen to apes among us. It's a great, great podcast. So that's one of the paranormal ones I listen to. I also listen to, I'm trying to remember what the name of this other one is. So, Penny Royal. So, I don't know if you know what Penny Royal is. Uh, it's kind of ties in with Hellier. It's that whole Kentucky area, that whole weird part of Kentucky. 
And there's, no, yeah, there's I'm not tracking it. There's a whole podcast out about it from a different source. Not the not the guys from Hellier. It's not Dana and and uh, what's the majigger? It's um the Newkirks. Yeah, the Newkirks. It's somebody completely different who did just a podcast on on that area, which is called the Penny Royal, and um, that was engrossing. I I I shot through it right away. They released it all one time, so I would really. No, no kidding. I'm about to check that one out. Yeah, I would highly suggest taking a look at that one. It's called the Penny Royal. A lot of lot of heady stuff. Um, maybe a little bit too heady towards the end. Kind of lost me at the end. Uh, making a lot oh, yeah. of leaps. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's a it's a good podcast, and it probably the only other paranormal podcast I listen to because I just enjoy it is not alone podcast where it's a couple guys from um, out West and one guy just goofs on the other guy. So basically what it is, is that the format is the guy brings up a subject, uh, brings it forward. Like where, let's say he wants to do werewolves and then he just presents evidence and the other guy just shits on him through the whole podcast and they're fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're great. And they must be best friends because you know, the other guy takes no prisoners when he's, when he's tearing down his argument, but it's great. Cause I think that's a, the reason I like it is cause that's the way I think a lot of times, you know, it kind of helps me move through everything. And that would be the extent of the stuff that I listen to. It's paranormal. So it's, it's the apes among us. It's the penny Royal, which was great. Um, you can go through it. That's all released. You can listen to season one, good stuff. Um, and then not alone which does like individual little subjects. So they'll, they'll go through every single subject. They'll bring up cases and one guy's a believer and one guy's a non-believer. You got to be really good friends to get through a show like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I used to listen a lot to strange familiars. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I don't anymore. I think it got a little bit too down in the weeds for me. Um, with individual cases and then bringing some of the circus stuff into it was weird. And yeah. You know. So I listen to, that I still too. enjoy it, but you know, it's not, not one of my go-tos anymore. Yeah. I, I honestly, I didn't know about it till earlier last year. So I, I took a lot of time. We, we talked about it because basically the ghost legs phenomenon. Yeah. So, um, that's what got me into it, and I really wouldn't track it. You know, I, I'd, I'd heard Tim on other podcasts, but I, I didn't really listen to his. So, I, uh, I basically went through the back catalog, and I've, I've been listening to, you know, each episode when they drop it. But uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I love the old I, stuff. I really like the yeah, first couple like of years. It. Love it. Love it. I, I go back and listen to it now and get something out of it. I really can. Yeah, honestly, like some of their older stuff was really hitting some marks for me. Um, sometimes I feel like you, you get that sense of uh, like, I don't know, some of these tales are like straight up creepy pastas. I don't know exactly where, you know, they get the, all their stories from, but uh, just some of it feels just kind of like internet meme type stuff, but man, uh, as far as the actual production of the show, it's awesome. Um, I do like, you know, both him and his wife are, I think they do a great job. Yeah. But, you know, even, even you get the sense that they don't take everything they do personally. 
You know what I mean? They're not, right. they're not all in on it, but there's, there's some things, man, that, that they get, uh, really roused up about, which I, I kind of like, I, I just, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I would still be all in on it. You know, I just, I, I don't know. It's just, um, some of the stuff here's, here's my problem with, and you and I talk about this all the time because we kind of go back and forth on it, right? There's a few different types of paranormal podcasts. Okay. There are, um, I think ours maybe be a, maybe is a fourth kind. I'd like to think we're, we're a little bit original. I think there's the format where you have like an interview show, right? Um, not to point anybody out, but you know, you got somebody, they write a book, they come on, you interview them, you talk to them, you know, and then they go on 10 other shows, right? So yeah, my thing with guests is, um, first of all, my experience <laughs> with guests, when we were doing guests on this show, getting guests and coordinating, not so much getting them, because when they want to sell a book, it's very easy to get them to come on your show. Coordinating time with a guest is a nightmare. Um, it's always a nightmare there's always technical stuff that goes on with it too. Okay. Um, yeah. and then also you really struggle to ask an original question. Um, when I was doing it, I don't think I did cause I would like kind of listen to the last two interviews they did and make a point of not re asking the same question. But then again, then you got to listen to two other podcasts you don't want to listen to. So yeah, exactly. there's the guest podcast thing and it's great. And some of the interviews are fantastic you know, and it's really good, fun stuff to listen to. But from a production standpoint, for me, it's a nightmare. Um, and I struggle with what I could possibly like, I'm all for having guests. Um, but they've got to be not written. You don't want to guess this in rotation. Yeah. Right. On a book tour, written a book in the last three weeks or four weeks. Right. And you know, they're on a book tour or something like that. Or, you know, like they're the latest person to see a UFO, you know, and, you know, or they're yeah, the latest. If you're uh, out in the Jersey area or anywhere else and, you know, you don't, you're not selling a book and you just had an experience you want to talk about, then that's, yeah. that's the interview I'm going to do. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I even got down in the weeds and was looking like an individual little local papers for like little ghost stuff and stuff like that and trying to see if I can interview those people. I want to interview somebody that's just had an experience. And I don't want to do it to tear down their experience. I want to do it because, you know, that's exciting. The cutting edge stuff is exciting for me. It's not somebody who wrote a book. It's just not, you know, so you have that type of show, right? You got your interview show. Then I think you have your subject show, right? Like Astonishing Legends, where they just take a subject and they beat the living shit out of it, right? And they're literally quoting you dates and it's almost as if you're in a classroom like, Ooh, it happened in 1972 on this type of typewriter. Oh, I better write that down. You almost feel like you're going to be quizzed at the end of the show. Right. <laughs> Great show. But like, and I love the way they get down in the details with it. And I just know from doing this that you would need a whole staff of people to get something done like that. And they have one, you know, they have a staff of people. Because when they started out, they did a really good job of, you know, he was a voiceover guy, um, mm-hmm. the one guy. And then the other guy's wife vote, wrote for Saturday Night Live. 
So she, hey, my oh, husband's doing, yeah, hey, my husband's doing a podcast, and and he was a successful writer too. So you know they were able to get a good base going right away, and they do a great job with it. Like if I, let's put it this way: if somebody said to me, "Hey, did you ever hear about this paranormal thing that went on in you know this town?" and I went, "No," the first place I would go to find out about it would be Astonishing Legends. So there's that subject type, right? So we do that yeah, a little like bit. It's it's it's, dude. I do it for if I have to do research. I podcast is one of the areas I end up going. Right. And uh, yeah, it's those guys are they leave no yeah, stone that's, unturned. That's one of those shows where you can get some really good information, like yeah. very specific good information. If you're trying to deep dive a subject, yeah, yeah. and that's a good show. Now they brought the. Um, director producer from uh mothman prophecies on uh richard haddam oh really yeah and at first it was adding to the show and now i just think it's like a bunch of buddies having too much fun maybe and it's it's kind of taken away from the show but it's a great show i was actually even a patron for a really long time um i have some of their merch i actually have one of their bumper stickers on my vehicle so it's a great show um so there's that type of show, right? You do a deep dive on a subject. So you got your interview, you do a deep dive on a subject. Um, the problem with the interview show is you never really know the host's opinions about things, right? So you don't really get the – it'll leak out every once in a while during the interview, but, you know, you don't really get that – they don't come on at the end and go, well, I think that guy's full of shit. You know, like they, they don't, they may think that I think that's a little disingenuous. You know, I, I want to know what you're thinking. Like, I, I want to know what your opinion is when I do, when yeah. I listen to your show. So and it's, honestly, it's man, tough to do that with guests. Like yeah. not, not for nothing. There have been guests on this show that I've sat there. One time we had somebody on and when Tracy was the co-host and they said something that I edited out and she put the headphones down and left me here with them. And I was on for another hour and a half. I never forgave her for that one. <laughs> but <laughs> literally I was listening and went, Oh my God, you know, and it, it was, it was about UFOs. So, you know, there, those are the two types. What, what I wanted to do is I always wanted to do something original. So my first thought, and this wasn't that original cause Tim was doing it was do it about a geographic area. I like that we do a little bit about Jersey. We'll bring a Jersey subject in probably every two to three shows. Um, But, you know, I found that that was a little bit limiting. So I like our show because it's, you know, like I had her for a host for a while and Tracy's not, it's not really her subject, the paranormal thing. You know, she's a friggin' genius, right? She doesn't, she's not really thought a lot about paranormal stuff her whole life, right? She's busy streamlining processes and, doing everything else she does for a living, you know? And then for a while I had Maddie and, you know, Maddie was a little bit pressed for time. Now I'm just enjoying it because I got you. I can rely on you. You're, you're a lot of fun to talk to you. And I text each other back and forth. Um, you know, I think it's good that we don't agree on everything <laughs> because yeah, it would yeah. be a really boring show. Um, but I just, I, I love doing what we do. I think it's a little bit unique. I think we throw that geographic thing into it. And I think there's a little bit of point counterpoint with us. And I think we do enough of a deep dive 
Like, I'm not going to recite your dates when things happen. You don't really need yeah. to know. We're not going to do, we're not going to get That's way what, down in the weeds. And the, the stuff we're talking about, like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you, we give the listeners, you know, like enough of the story, like that if they're interested, they can go right. research more of it on their own if they right. want specific details. But we're not going to do the, we're not going to give every specific, we're not like, you know, like you said before, we're not going to astonish the legends as this thing. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're giving you a brief. There's a lot of times where we can just go on and keep talking about a subject, but. And the other you know, thing is too, I don't, I don't want to put out, I, I don't think putting out a two hour, three hour show makes any sense. I, I love listening to Rogan and he can do a two hour show and it can go by and you don't even know it went by. I love it. Right. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I, I don't think talking about the paranormal, you could do a two or three hour show. It gets a little bit monotonous after a while. And I like to keep yeah. mine to an hour because I think people, that's their commute, right? They, they commute a half hour in the morning and a half hour home and they can listen to one show a day. You know, I, I kind of like it that way. That's what I did. I like, I like to keep them right around an hour. So there's three different types of shows. Um, you know, and then there's what we do, which I, I, I want to kind of keep, you know, interesting and kind of shine away from those interviews. That being said, you know, I know that you want to do interviews and I want to move it towards us doing more of that. I just want to do it maybe for some people that aren't being interviewed. And I definitely would love to have some experiencers on. And we were talking about when I went on this diatribe, we were talking about a specific podcast. And I think that my problem with that podcast is that I just hear these stories and I know that the limitation of vetting them, is, oh, you emailed me? What's your name? Oh, really? That happened? Cool. I'll put you on. Right. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't edit. I don't vet people a lot either because there's a lot of shaming that goes on in this, right? Like, like there's a lot of people that are f- afraid to come forward and even talk about what happens to them. And I want to make their experience as comfortable as possible. But I just think, you know, there is ways to vet stuff. But maybe like go over to Creepypasta and see, <laughs> type in some keywords and see if what you're, somebody's coming on and telling you isn't, you know, the plot of yeah. uh, some Make movie. Sure it's not a fan fiction, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or some Creepypasta. And I, I've, I've literally been on some other shows, not, not Tim's show, but I've heard other shows and I thought to myself, I read that on Creepypasta. You know, I, I, exactly. I, so that's my problem with the, the listener experience thing. It's like, at least, all right, just, just do a couple checks to make sure that they, you know, and ask them if they've told the story on another podcast before. Cause there's a bunch of people who are out there that are just lining up to go on podcasts and tell their stories. You know, there, there is a certain amount of that in this. Yeah. And you know, I think the whole reason I'm, I got in the podcast was for the paranormal. And the whole reason I was, in the getting into the paranormal podcast it's because I listened to radio shows growing up that were very paranormal oriented, like a uh, coast to coast. Right. Which I don't know if you listen to that at all, but yeah, no, absolutely. And I know what you're saying my, because when my favorite part of that show, when back when Art Bell was the host, uh-huh. if something, if something seemed like bullshit, cause he would get, he would get guests on all the time. If something, if he was smelling bullshit, dude, he would call these guests on that shit, right? Like, right then and there. There's a tactful way loved, of doing it. I love that. Yeah, you there's know? absolutely a tactful way of doing it. 
you can do that. You can, it's, it's okay to ask somebody if, you know, go at somebody and make them prove something a little bit long, you know, a little bit better. The, the guy you, matter of fact, you turned me on to the other guy, the other guy that that's a personal, uh, you know, inspiration for you. His name was Chris, right? What's his last name? Yeah. O'Brien. O'Brien. Chris O'Brien. You turned me on to Chris O'Brien. I listened to a couple of their shows and you had to go back a while to listen to him because he's not on the show anymore. What's the name of the show again? Uh, that's the Powercast with yeah. the Keen Steinberg. Powercast, yeah. yeah. And so Chris he, was the co-host for a while. Yeah, like what, like four long, or five years ago? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you go back and listen to those shows, he's a gentleman that'll do that. He'll come, he'll come and go, hold on a minute here. You know, can you go slow down and explain that to me once again? And then maybe he'll ask a key question, and maybe you can suss out whether somebody's being truthful with you or not. Because I know what yeah. you're saying. The reason you, you got into listening to Paranormal Podcasts was because if you were into this stuff, you know, you're 36, I'm 56. If you, when we were younger, if you wanted to find somebody who was like interest, you went through a lot of shame because people would go, you believe in that shit, you know, and they would make fun of you. And there's a lot of that that went on. Right. And then also there was, it was not represented in TV. Um, I mean, you would get ghost stories around Halloween and that was it. You know, you would only see a, a, a paranormal show, maybe one a year, new one would come out, you know, Unsolved Mysteries or, or something along those lines. There so just wasn't, it's every, not saturated like it is now. Crime episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, that's when you got, for every 10, you would get one, like, maybe paranormal episode of Exactly, exactly. So it was very difficult. Yeah. There was no community. There was no community. There wasn't. And, yeah, and let me Art tell Bell you, was a community. Something right now, you got social media. It's so easy to find like-minded people, or people that have interest in the paranormal, like we do. It's very easy these days. Back when I was a kid, the only way you could find these other people was to go to the library. Yeah, exactly. Back in the day, when the libraries weren't, you know, all computerized, they had these cards in the back of the book. You could see who checked them out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, or and your I'm school sure library. Using their real names, you know, exactly. Yeah. And then you would see like, okay, all right, yeah, Bobby's into this shit. Every book I check out, he's he's already read. I'm going to go talk to him about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, like, it's safe. You could bring up, you know, maybe uh, Bigfoot or, you know, some UFO stuff with Bobby. But. <laughs> right. I mean, that that's how difficult it was because it's not exactly something that was cool back then. You know what I mean? It was definitely. Yeah kind of on the nerd level, which yeah. I was totally about, but so it what wasn't other, easy to find like-minded people. Yeah, no, no, it was very difficult. Like, you were talking about the library. I mean, our we had a, a city library that was close by. Um, you would go in there and you would ask them, you know, I want, it, it, first of all, the books weren't arranged by Paranormal. They were arranged by author, right? So if you're a young kid and you don't know who the authors are, they're out writing and stuff. You know, I didn't know about Jacques Valet. I didn't know about other people like that. You know, there was no internet, right? So you would go in and you would ask this bookish librarian, you know, are there any, go- any ghost books? And they would go, oh, God, I don't know. You know, like because they didn't read them. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't even arranged. Like, you couldn't go in. It wasn't like Barnes Noble where you went in and they were like, hey, here's your horror section. You know, they did it by yeah, author. You know what? I consider myself very lucky because the uh – where I used to get everything was, it's actually 
place called Purnell's. It was in Pittman. It's not there anymore. Okay. But they had like awesome Halloween stuff in there, like masks you could get. But it was a news. It was a news store. It was like a newsstand. Right. <clears throat> but they had uh, like papers and books and comics and stuff like that. But they did have a section. And this is how I got into weird New Jersey initially. Um, they had a whole section that was paranormal, and it would. I remember the first time I seen the cover. Communion was in there. Uh, Scariest cover all, ever. Yeah, like they had a section, and it was like that was my favorite place to be. It was in Purnell's in that paranormal section. Yeah, everywhere <laughs> else, everywhere else, it was like you know you had a history section. You had a religion section, but you didn't have a horror. You didn't even have a horror section. You had a fiction section is what you had. Yeah, exactly. So here's your fiction and your nonfiction, (laughs) right? And then you had the Dewey Decimal System, (laughs) which is how they arranged all these books, right? So they went by these Dewey Decimals, right? So you you had to literally sit there and go look and, oh, well, you know, what's the name of the author? And you didn't know. You, you know, you would never yeah. know. You didn't know who the authors were. You were a kid. But it, it was Back different. Before libraries had computers, they had this thing called a card catalog. Yep. It's like this yeah. cabinet of cards, man, yeah. so you could look this shit up. Yep, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> now, my school library, they had a, a good amount of it, um, and they had, like, two whole shelves. And I remember second grade, you know, like, middle of second grade, I'm, like, through both bookshelves, and they're yelling at me to – don't you want to want to read a baseball book? You know? So like, yeah, like I had exhausted the stock, you know? So yeah, it was tough to build a community, you know? And this is, that's the best thing about podcasts for me. I agree. That's a very good point is that, you know, it's so much easier just to find something that interests you and um, be able to build a community and find like-minded people. Yeah. And then even in just the paranormal podcast world, you got podcasts of people, you know, like us that are generally trying to have fun, genuinely build community, yeah, and you know, and have fun with it. You know what I mean, right? And then you got people that they're in it for, you know, other motivations. You know what I mean? Yes, you do. Yes, you so, do. Yeah. Before and we get into you, that, like, right? <laughs> because yeah. we are, we're going to get into that. Did Did you? Um, what else did you have that you were listening to that was paranormal? I think uh, my big Sasquatch one was, or Bigfoot was uh, Sasquatch tracks. And I was Micah Hanks, Dakota Waddell, and Jeff Smith. They got a show where they're just trying to look at it specifically from like a scientific standpoint. Okay. And honestly, every, every episode's pretty stand up. It's a good show. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think I've yeah, seen it. Um, I've seen it come across. I, I haven't listened to it yet, um, but I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Especially but it's like, since it's you know, from a heavy scientific era. And, yeah, and with Bigfoot in general, as of late, you have almost like a war going on between the uh, North American Wood Conservancy and, like, the BRFO, <laughs> different motivations, you know what I mean? Some Right. One group is, like, very anti-don't-kill-Bigfoot, you know, and the other group is like, oh, we're going to get it any means necessary. Right. So you have like a lot of beef going on in the Sasquatch world. So it's hard to listen to a lot of like very, yeah. Like I don't need to hear about how somebody snubbed you at a conference. I don't really give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like who cares? 
You know, yeah. I'm not really into I that either. It's it's very off putting to me, man. To be honest with you, you know what? There's just like, the other thing with Bigfoot too right now is there's just not a lot of new evidence. As there's not, man, and technology keeps going, and we got Google Earth now, and you know all kinds of things, and I think the people that believe in a physical Bigfoot are the next generation of flat earthers. <laughs> I really do. I think they'll still be hanging on 30 years from now, but I just think there could be a lot to it. But I just think that at this point there, there's just not like I was looking through Amazon. Um, like literally this is the way I am. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I was looking through Amazon last night for something to watch. Um, cause I had off today and I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'll stay up late. I'll watch something. Um, my grandson's here. So he went to bed early with my wife and, I got some alone time. Cool. You know, cause it gets a little bit old, um, watching Spider-Man cartoons. Right. So I'm like, cool. So I was looking through and I think, um, small town has a new Bigfoot, um, on a trail Bigfoot episode out. And it has the Olympic. Is that what the name of their group is? The Olympic project. They have the Olympic project on there and these guys are talking about how they are tracking something. And then there's this big headline in the write up in Amazon about how this is game changing evidence and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like looking at it last night and I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Right. And I go and I see it's five ninety nine to rent. And I go, do I want to spend the six bucks? <laughs> that's, that's where I am. But at yeah, the same no, time, I, know, I would love to know. So I watched the trailer, you know, and they're sitting there and they go, did you hear that? Did you hear it? And I'm like, Oh God, I'm not going to be able, if there's not anything at this point, I want to see a body. You know, I want great a video, you know, that's kind of where I am with the whole thing, but I still, yeah. uh, one good picture and I'm back in one, instead of having one toe, yeah. I'm going to have nine the same, toes. I'm the same way, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I got really excited last night when I saw that. I may I may still watch it tonight, maybe, because um, it's small town. Uh, small town monsters yeah. is great, so I, I may watch it again tonight. Seth Seth Relove is just fantastic, so I may check yeah, it out. Cool. Yeah, but that, since this episode is a little bit everywhere, huh? yeah, good. Since, uh, since we were just talking about libraries, man, I do I do want to talk about a book I just read. Maybe okay. It was awesome. I didn't just read it. I actually finished it a couple months ago, but I don't know if I told you about it, but it's called The Evolution. No. Oh, man. So it's uh, it's total fiction. It's, there's nothing real about it. It's strictly – sometimes I don't need to read nonfiction, you know? Sometimes I just want to – like a decent story, yeah. you know? And uh, what it is is uh, – the author is Max Brooks. He wrote uh, what he's famous for, uh, World War Z. Okay, okay. Which was made into a movie. Yes. Um, which that I read that book before I saw the movie, and it was I enjoyed the book and the movie immensely. Uh, World War Z, anyway. So he came out with a new book called Devolution, and I uh, to give you backstory, what it is is you have this town like a 
experimental town. Okay. It's made of all these like uh like really new age hippie types. It's not exactly a cult, but it's like supposed to be a one hundred percent sustainable gotcha. energy village that they're right. uh working on and everybody that lives there has been specifically invited to live there because of their background and you know, it's 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 just about being sustainable and off the grid, but also very technological. It's super a super left group. Gotcha. And uh anyway, so they're there. They're trying to live um pretty easily. Everybody's very happy. And there's a a volcanic eruption. It's Mount St. Helens actually. And they get from different lava flows basically get stuck. They can't leave the town and it's so off the grid that there's nowhere to really go. They can't get to any main roads. Right. But the eruption has caused like this group of Sasquatches to like come down and like, they're also fleeing from Mount St. Helens. Oh, okay. Okay. They come across this village dude and for fucking carnage. It was awesome, dude. That book was so good. And that sounds really And if anybody good. just wants to read like a, <laughs> Yeah, just I mean, just check out, uh, suspend belief. Yeah. Regardless of your political suspend disbelief, but if you right. want to see a bunch of leftists get wrecked by Sasquatches, then <laughs> dude, it's an awesome book. And <laughs> uh, I, it was it was super good. I didn't know I was going to like it that much, but I think I liked it even better than World War Z. It was a super good book. Max Brooks, The Evolution. Yeah, I have to check. Sorry, that out, man. sorry That's to go a, off the team. No, 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 no. I mean, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean you can't get it you can't get everything from podcasts. And that sounds good, man. I'll have to check that out. So is that pretty so what is your uh what's your go to UFO one? Uh Mark, I know you're still dipping your toes in that. The UFO thing. Well, I do like UFO Chronicles. Uh huh. But I think as far as uh I also like somewhere in the skies. But as far as just this year, Alone, 2021, the way it's been with news, I've been getting most of my UFO news and information from the Micah Hanks podcast. Okay. Yeah. But uh, just that's as far as UFOs alone. <laughs> um, my my go-to period has been Mysterious Universe, which I know maybe uh, is not for everybody. But I love those guys, man. Here's <laughs> the great here's the great thing about Mysterious Universe. They have a great rapport with each other. Um not to mention Grundy's just a great guy. Um yeah. and <laughs> he's doesn't care what anybody thinks. Uh those guys were right on the cutting edge of this whole thing when it started. And they got a paywall. Respect to those guys. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, and they don't even you know, pretend they're that successful. They don't even pretend that they're going to, you know, vet anything. And it's great because they just said, you yeah. know what? We're going full in. We just, they've got a unique, like a super tried and true format where basically they both read books. Yeah. 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 <laughs> every, I mean, it's every a, they may have a guest on that they interview, but they basically read a book the one they each read a book one tells the other person about it and then they just tear it apart exactly and whether it's believable or if it's 
if it's bullshit, dude, they just totally shit on it, which yeah, I love. It's great, right? So, they make a decision at some point in the in the the discussion where they're like, "All right, we're just going to turn and make jokes on this thing and whatever," but they don't they don't even make pretend to say that they think something's real or it's not real. You know, you can tell by just the conversation. It's great. It, it's mysterious universe is fantastic. Yeah. Um, just the chemistry with those guys. is awesome. Yeah. The um, only thing that I, I mean, this is like nitpicking and this is it, right? The music is a bit much. And that's that, that, that's it, man. <laughs> they use a ton of music and one of them really likes far out techno. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really tech. It's really techno ish. I don't know. Yeah. It's a super heavy bass. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like you're in a rave at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> it it's only, it's literally 20 seconds you just have to get through. <laughs> yeah. And then it's an awesome show. Like, I honestly, it's it's not only my favorite paranormal podcast, but it's my favorite podcast. Yeah. Yeah, um, those guys are great. Yeah, I, I love Mysterious Universe. I've been on with them for a very long time, and, you know, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay on with them. And, you know, I, yeah. You know what? They do have a paywall, and I'll be the, I'll be the first to tell you, dude. Totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, like, and it, but, I, but here's the thing: it's I only for like the, it's, it's only for like the last half hour of the show, so they yeah, give you like 60, ni- 60 to ninety minutes for free. So yeah. I mean, it's great, you know. I mean, you can't beat it. Um, no, yeah, I, I love really that. Good at like, yeah, there, I can't say enough good stuff about. You know what else too. Universe. You know what else, too? They're not doing the interviews that other podcasts are doing, right? And they're not even doing the books that other podcasts are doing. These guys are digging for this stuff. I mean, they're exactly. digging for these they're, crazy books. <laughs> they're digging for them. Yeah. They have an ongoing thing. They just they call it hot chaff, but it's honestly, it's like the most woo-woo shit that's, you know, funny to them. But it's, Absolutely. It's not, like, it's not like a new bestseller. It's something they found from the 60s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's just as excited about it as if you know it was written last week yeah and i, I you know ben started that <laughs> in his in a bedroom when he was unemployed i think and you know he brought aaron on board i think aaron actually it, it's very similar to the way you and i got together aaron was listening and asked him if he could do it um so aaron came on board and you know they were through it all man and they built their listenership and now they got a paywall and god bless them and then they they yeah, took it and moved out to the country, moved their families out to the country, and they built a studio out of some shipping containers. And you can tell they're happy, you know, that they're out and they have their own little area and they're they're together in the same studio. It's great, you know, because you and yeah, I struggle and with that. Both have like some personal experiences too, which you yeah. Know, so they're not completely dismissing everything. I they take a lot of it seriously. Yeah, it's tough to have a rapport if you're not looking right at somebody. Like you and I, we don't do this on Skype. You know, I'm, you're on yeah. a phone and you know, it's, it's tough. We have to, we've had to do so many shows to get our timing down, you know, and me not to interrupt you so much is basically what it is. So it's, it's like, it's, well, I mean, I also interrupt you, <laughs> yeah, which is fine. You know, we don't do a lot of talking over each other, but it's very difficult if you're not in the same studio, very difficult. Yeah. And they, they just do a great job. It's a great show. Sounds great. Um, it, it's just a great, great show. It really is. That being yeah. said, some of the stuff is so whacked out that I can't even do it. But like, if they're if they like, there's somebody like if somebody's going to write a book and I'm interested in listening to it, 
um, or listening to an interview, I'm going to go to either Where Did the Road Go or Mysterious Universe to hear the interview. Oh, yeah. Where Did the Road Go is awesome. Yeah, he's a great interviewer. And yeah, totally. One of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. So I had the pleasure of meeting him at the, the <laughs> festival, Albatrich Festival. Couldn't have been more kind and just really, really good guy. So well, now another guy that's that you know we've already talked about a couple times already. Um, <laughs> but I think he's a good interviewer. Is uh Micah Hanks, man? Yeah, he's he's just got it, man. He doesn't. It's he just speaks naturally. He's a good thinker. He can think of on the spot questions that are unique. And not like they haven't been asked these guests so many times, but he does have the uh, book tour guests come through. Right. Um, but I guess I'm not going to hold back, man. I've, I've loved Micah since he was on coast to coast. <laughs> um, but his show has changed like dramatically the past year. Uh, so it used to be called the Grayling Report, which is, which I was right. a total diehard fan of. Yeah. Because they would talk about more, I guess, kind of the woo-woo subject, but he's just, he's become so, like, worried about his reputation now that he's scared to really take a stance on anything solidly. Um, he, now, he's great at covering the news. Like I said, that's where I've gotten most of my UFO news. Yeah, great voice. Um, yeah. Yeah, his side project over at uh oh man. And you know he you know he works hard too. Yeah. You know he works yeah, his he, ass off. He does because he, he doesn't have just this podcast. He's yeah. got the Sasquatch tracks, he's got a political podcast, and he's got the Seven Ages, which is another uh that's a podcast. That's actually my favorite Micah Hanks podcast, the Seven Ages, because it's an archaeology podcast. And, right. You guys know that's what I have my degree in, but uh, actually, yeah, no, that. nobody knew that until you just said it now, and I'm glad you said it. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever actually mentioned it, but yeah, you have a degree in archaeology. Yeah, I'm weird. So I have a, <laughs> I'm an air traffic controller with a degree in archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when the plane crashes, you can go out there and dig through the rubble. Exactly. You got it covered <laughs> on both ends, man. What's wrong with that? But yeah, I, yeah, I I think I might have ruined Micah for you on the other stuff. Well, listen, so I had uh, I think I was sharing episodes with you because that's you know what we do when we're texting and stuff too is like you'll share a podcast with me, I'll share one with you. Right. It's it's fun to do that, you know, because sure. you get you get to hear about a show or news or something you didn't know about, and it's how we get our ideas. We, yeah, we do that, and I was sharing a episode of uh the Micah Hanks program with you I think and uh I don't know it was it was about something specific but right. uh I think I was only talking about one portion of the show but you, you end up listening to the whole show and uh came back and had some criticisms with like I haven't been able to look past since <laughs> well it's literally all I think about when and I, I was the show now and I'm like Golly, man. I know. I should have never I'm said like the, it. To I ain't you. saying you're a sellout, bro, but you're kind of selling out, bro. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it was um I I had noticed it. I loved listening to it. I listened to it for a while and I had noticed it um 
just in general, this is something that that person does. And I've met this person, that type of person in my life before in business, you know, so um, you get yeah, familiar with that is, type of person. That, what it all comes down to is, <laughs> is like steady name dropping. Like, yeah. come on. You know, the other day I was talking with my good friend and then name drop. And it just like literally you could write a script. And, you know, we were talking about the possibility of this. And uh, we consulted with our other good friend, name drop. And it's like what it does is it reinforces that he's an expert. You know, it's it's a way of doing it. He is an expert. Hardworking guy. That's what I do want to give him all that credibility, man. Yeah. Again, there's nobody quite like him, man. Honestly, he's just like the most natural podcaster there. There is. I mean, it's and he does work hard. Golden but, uh, voice. I don't know. Golden voice. He's, uh, very good segues. Very quick thinker on his feet. Great interviewer with whole nine yards. And it's just if you've, I, I literally said that to you, and I should have never said it, but <laughs> it's it's tough to look past. <laughs> It's constant name dropping throughout the whole thing. And I wasn't doing that to shit on it either because like I, and it wasn't the shit on the subject or anything like that. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't doing it in any form that way. It was just something I noticed when you sent it to me and it, something had been bothering me about it anyway. And then when you sent me that and I'm listening to it and I guess I'm listening to it with a podcaster's ear at that point and I'm hearing yeah. this and you know, we can take a minute here to talk about this. Um, quickly right like and then i'll i'll let you go on to some other stuff that you want to talk about um but i guess it's kind of ironic right that we talk about this subject that when we were kids it it was difficult to talk about and difficult to find people who believed in it and it was kind of like cutting edge cool right like if you did find people that were like-minded it was cool you know Um, and it was cutting edge and, and you were taking a chance talking about it. You could get fired from a job, you know, like literally in the seventies or eighties, if you said you believed in ghosts or whatever, you know, your boss would look at you and think, wow, how did I hire this idiot? You know, and maybe you could get fired. It would be an extreme case, you know, or you could ruin a relationship. You know, you could say something in front of your in-laws and them think you're an idiot the rest of your life. There was, you were always taking a chance talking about it. Right. So we grew up where this was like an edgy thing to talk about and it was avant-garde and it was sort of kind of like punk rockish, right? And now we have all these people involved in this who are trying to turn a dollar. And I think that's when you jump the shark is when you try to turn a dollar on it, right? Like when it, when it becomes more about you and money than it does about the show. And I'm not saying that about Micah. I'm just saying it about everybody in general, right? Like people quit their jobs, their regular forties and they do this. And when they do that, you got to now make your nut doing this. Right. And it's not, you're not cutting edge anymore and you're not avant-garde and you're not punk rock anymore because you're scared to piss somebody off and you're scared to give your opinion, you know, and you're scared to actually really put forth what you think is something. And you have to sit there and listen to this interview from somebody that you know is a bullshit artist, you know, and when you do that, like you said, sell out is a good way of doing it. But you know what? You sold out before when you said, I'm going to quit my regular 40 and I'm going to go do this for a living, which is why I will never do that. 
I'm always going to have some other that, job. That's what I'm saying, dude. I got a full-time job. I have lots of side projects. I, I do a lot of music stuff. Yep. Uh, you're, you're a busy yeah, guy. This is, this is, yeah, but I'm here because I want to be. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because you, it's well, because you, when, you love it. You, you live it. You love it. And you're curious. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's a ton of people out there like that. And there's a good bit of podcasters out there the exact same way. Right. And I'm not saying that Mike is not that way, but what his, I don't know. Is he's, I understand slightly because he's just being very reserved. I, I guess is how it feels, but he didn't used to be like that. Like back when it was Grayling and not the Micah Hanks show, it was, uh, you know, he was not afraid to get a little bit dirty or yeah, edgy and speculate, speculate a little or bit. Piss somebody off. Like he's almost slightly scared that he's going to either. Maybe if I say something, it's not the same way of thinking as my good buddy, this guy, that he won't be my good buddy anymore. Or maybe, and also he's, he's afraid that like, it's going to affect his credibility in archaeology. Right. Which I mean, I don't see how it, it would. Well, this is the, I mean? this is the cutting. This is the, the sword cutting both ways on what we were talking about earlier. What we were talking about earlier is how much easier it is to find like-minded people and, and have this community now. Right. Um, and that's the cool part of it. The, the bad part of it is this, the part we're talking about now where, you know, it's, there's a lot more money available in it and it's, you know, there, because everybody talks to everybody now. Okay. If you're, you have some, and we have this cancel culture thing. If you're, you put some political opinion out or you say something to piss a guest off and they come on and, you know, or they talk to somebody else at the other thing, it, the problem with this whole thing now is these conferences. Okay. Oh, yeah. UFO conference, 100%. Bigfoot conference, blah, blah, blah. Before we were all anonymous talking on email, maybe over the phone, that kind of thing. Right now you're getting together. Humans are going to be clicky. That's just what we do. You know, we look, we're tribal all the way down and we always will be. So, you know, you, you got these clicks together and everybody's afraid to piss everybody else off. So in a way, if you're in, you know, you've got that hanging over your head. You got to, you've got to have that next interview. You know, you've got to have that network of people who, you know, will help you get that author on. So you can ask them that unique question. And I think when you start doing that, you're running the risk of, you know, going through the motions and becoming like a name, just like a a recognizable name in the industry. And (laughs) that's what you want. Great. You know, but it's going to be really hard for you to come on and talk about something that's, you know, dear, near and dear to your heart. That's a little controversial. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. It, it's tough. And that's, that's the good, that's the bad part of what, what we do here. And that's, that's why I will never go out of my way to do the guests, um, you know, that everybody else is doing. And I'm not going to go. I, I've been to one. MUFON conference and that was enough for a lifetime (laughs) 
but I, I could see yeah. where if you just went to the happy hour and you bought a beer with somebody and you're off and running and, oh, this guy's my friend. And, you know, so the two biggest things that we've got going um, in all this paranormal stuff that's a problem is these whole little cliques that are opening up now, right? Um, like these little cliques that are coming together where, you know, all the top 10 paranormal podcasters all know each other and they all help each other get guests, right? But nothing edgy ever gets talked about on our shows ever again. <laughs> you know, they're afraid to piss everybody off. You know, so you got that going on. And then the other problem is the pressure to hoax. You know, you have so much of that if you have that podcast where you just don't vet anybody and have them come on and tell their story. So I yeah. think that's part of the reason why none of that is really interesting to me that much anymore. But I still listen to a lot of it. I ain't going to lie. If I'm in the car and I'm bored and I'm in the car and I'm bored a lot, I'm listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. So is there anything and, uh, else that's in your rotation paranormal wise? Uh, yeah, one, well, actually two more. I want to talk about just briefly though. Okay. Um, one is a totally goofy show that, uh, does not take itself seriously, but they talk about like one specific case an episode for about 10, 20 minutes and then just spend the rest of it bullshitting. But it's the, uh, Bigfoot collectors club. Well, that sounds and like that, a good one. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny. And uh, the other one, which is pretty serious, is uh, is not necessarily 100% paranormal, but it's it's in there a good bit. Uh, is stuff they don't want you to know. Yeah, it's one of those iHeartRadio shows. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah, those guys are pretty good. And they've been doing it for a long time, and they get pretty in depth on the subject. So it's yep. just it's just good listening if you're if you have nothing going on, if if you're at work maybe and it's slow. Done very guess, well. I think yeah, I, I think show. a lot of those guys may have been tied into production and NPR and stuff like that, and they they know how to do a podcast. They put out yeah, a good they're show. they're they're legit. Like they they have backgrounds in radio. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good show. Uh, a lot of the other stuff I listen to, well, actually, all the other podcasts I listen to are uh, true crime. Actually, <laughs> yeah. But so that's pretty much it for the paranormal stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, may, I, mean, I may pick one show here or there, but everything else is pretty much true crime. Or, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, I surf game. a lot of true crime. I I, I think the last, the, the last, the best couple shows that I've, actually, I think I would really only recommend one. Um, besides Up and Vanished, which is always good. He, Payne puts out a good show. Um, yeah, he does. He does. Whether he figures out what's true. going on or not. It's always interesting. It's edgy. His interviews are edgy. He's not afraid to piss somebody off. I like the way he does it. Uh, so I listen to Up and Vanished every season uh, when it comes out. I used to listen to Sword and Scale, um, but I they go into a little bit too much of graphic detail for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want all the details of – Yeah, I don't want the grisly stuff, you know what I mean? No, I'm not really interested in that either. Um, but I got to say – the best thing that I listened to this year was missing in Alaska. That See, was <laughs> fantastic from beginning to end. And the guy that did it is just a joy to listen to. Um, you almost feel like he's discovering everything for the first time when you're listening to it. He's very, 
His voice is good, and he's very sincere in what he wants to accomplish. And they're investigating uh, the plane crash of those two politicians in Alaska from like way back in, I think it was the 70s. And it's a fascinating story because they've never recovered the plane and they've never recovered the bodies. And there are all kinds of angles on who could have possibly killed them. There are political angles, family angles, mafia angles. It's great. And Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to put that in my rotation. And he goes, and he just, not only that, he goes through every possible scientific scenario on where the plane could be. It's just fantastic how much detail he went into, um, you know, renting his own plane, that kind of stuff. And it's just really, really done well. And then he did one called missing, uh, on nine 11 right after that. And that was okay. Um, it was about a woman who they never found, uh, never found her body on nine 11. Uh, she was an Indian doctor and she lived in the building across the street and they never recovered her body. So there's a speculation oh, that maybe she took the opportunity to just take off um, and get away from her husband because there was a little bit of tension there. So it's great. But the guy that does the show is just fantastic. And the missing in, missing in Alaska is probably the best thing that I listened to this year. Everything else, um, like the Delphi murder co- podcast, Problem is when TV people come over and do podcasts, they don't edit them enough. Um, yeah, there's yeah. too many meaningful pauses and that kind of stuff, and it's freaking boring when you're in a car. You know, you want to hear people talking, and they don't have a feel for podcasts. They just don't. Um, you know, and they were very, very. The Delphi <laughs> murders thing was it was entertaining, but you could tell that they were going really easy on the cops. And the other problem is, too, that we ran into, you know, when we're talking to New Jersey State Police, we're not as well known as, like, Channel 6 or ABC or NBC or CBS. Yeah, yeah. They can just go and say, we want, we want to talk to this detective. And the detective goes, okay, you know, because you're legit media is what they think, you know. Um, so they had all these great opportunities to interview all these investigators that were involved in that case, and they just... How did you feel when you saw the body? Was it hard to talk to the family? Yeah, I oh, know exactly God. what you're talking Give about. Give me a friggin' break. Like, you, you know, know, I, so I'm obsessed with the Delphi case, man. Like, that's something that's, I feel like they're going to solve that here soon. Yep. But there's, there's a podcast called True Crime Garage, which is. Those pretty, guys are great. Yeah. Good yeah, format. The captain. Nick and, and the captain. Yeah. yeah. Those guys cover Delphi pretty regularly. They have, you know, certain cases they are like one-shot cases, but certain cases they keep coming back to. And they, I think they actually just did a couple episodes on it here, like within the past month or two. But, uh, yeah, those guys are great covering it because they don't do that shit. They don't do the, like, well, how would you feel about this? <laughs> like, they're, they're giving you facts, man. Exactly. Right, they just tear it apart, give you facts, uh, try to figure out the case, and none of the fluff. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of not a paranormal podcast, but I listen to that thing weekly, man. Yeah, yeah. True Crime Garage is a good show. It's great. It's great the way they do it, and they always do a beer. So the garage door closes, and they pop open the beers, and they have the sound effects, and then they talk about a beer. Yeah, they got like Uh, this week we're drinking. Yeah, it's it's really good. That show. Yeah, it's really really good. It was an ingenious way (laughs) to get a sponsor. 
and they're just funny guys too. On top, one of the captains really funny. He's deadpan, and yeah, Nick kind of tells the story, and the captain just you know deadpans out some kind of jokes or something like that. It's very good, but I think you know that that's that's kind of I think more than anything. I'm not falling away from the paranormal stuff because of yeah, I am. Yeah, as I process the stuff through my head, I'm falling away from it a little bit. And it, a lot of that has to do with experiences on people. Some of the people that I've talked to off the air, some of the people that I've talked to on the air, um, and just generally working my way through stuff. But there's my big problem in this industry, you know, in the paranormal podcast end of it, is just this whole money thing, the money angle. Uh, like I can yeah. tell you, we have up until this day, it's been two and a half years. We've grossed 500 bucks, you know, in our Patreon. I just actually took it out the other day to pay, uh, you know, some bills. And that's all we made in three three years. And, that's, and that's, I, I don't care. It's good enough. I'm here for the story. And that money is like actually went back into the show. Yes. That's, that's helped pay for the equipment. Yeah. You got the roadcaster. Yeah. Um, the subscription services for podcasting. Yeah. And, you know, if we make any more, like... I mean, as far as equipment goes for doing these investigations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, but what we're always doing too now goes back into the show. Yeah. And not only that, we're always looking to, and it's, this isn't like making a case for our show, uh, but just it's my, my pet peeves are with this. There's a lot of shows out there that are making a lot more money than we are. Um, which is fine. Like I said, I, I know I sound salty about it. And I, I don't think I am. I don't know. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, but you know, they don't invest it back in the show. Show stays the same. It never changes. Like I can absolutely tell you we would be doing, we would be doing our own investigations. We would, you and I would be flying into doing an investigation in that port, whatever, oh, yeah. Alaska. If we, were, if we were getting money like that, then yeah. We oh would, yeah. I would say, dude, I'm that's coming where out. That money would go. <laughs> yeah. Can you get a weekend off? I'm coming out. Let's go down to that port, whatever town that's right below you, where you are in Anchorage. That one that the Port Charlotte, is that what it is? Or Port? Yeah. The crazy uh, well, one. The whole Prince William Sound is, this whole area yeah. is. We would go bananas. out there for a weekend, you know, and, and we'd bring like a camera crew and, you know, we, we'd kick around on the area i would do something different i would put it back into the show and that's the yeah. problem i think you know these guys are so busy saying you know everybody falls in love with this idea that you know i want to go to work and i want to do something that i love every single day and then i want to get paid for it it's great in theory it, it really is it seldom ever happens you know and i think that's these people are just completely into the hilt on making some money from their podcast. And that's why I like our show. Cause I just, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I would love to build it up for you. So you could take it over and, you know, do something down the line when you're 40 and your fifties and, you know, maybe just me come on three times a year to just aggravate the shit out of you and another co-host. But I don't <laughs> care. It doesn't have to be that. I just, I'd like talking to you. I like our audience. I like the feedback we get, and I just love talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, as of now, we technically have two shows. Yeah. So it, we have the Wiki Garden, which is where we're concentrating on more or less the paranormal. Uh, and we have Beyond the Garden, Beyond Gate. The Garden Gate, which is, is strictly been Barry mm -hmm. 
on top of this latest missing couple in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. But I think what we're going to be doing um, is, is more or less going towards, we're just going to talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe we do more true crime this year than we did last year. Yeah, I think or the next we, will definitely be different. You know, maybe we just, instead of having the show for true crime and the show for Wicked Garden, you guys might start hearing just one show that's, you know, wherever we want to take it. Yeah. yeah. And that said, like, we totally invite you guys to email us, uh, call in on a hotline, tell us the stuff you want to talk about, because that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, we would love to get some um, feedback on what you guys want to We want to have an hear. open dialogue, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Like, if, if you got a case we don't know about, like, maybe... You know, it's, it's like right up our alley. You guys been listening long enough. You know what we're into. Um, we'll look at it. We'll totally look at it. And, yeah. And it, you know, it could be an episode. Yeah. And like Garrett knows this, and I'll tell you guys now too, the audience. One of the things I'm always trying to think of an, another way to spin this and do something different. And Garrett knows because I'll text him in the middle of the night, and he's like, "What's wrong with this guy?" You know. So like these <laughs> ideas come in my head, and I just I kick them out. But one of the things that we want to do is really heavily concentrating on getting this up on YouTube. That's something that we really want to do. Uh, we want to make it sound like Garrett's in the studio a little bit more. It's another thing we're working on. Um, and then yeah, one and of the, that's, yeah, no, that, go ahead, man. no, that's, that's, you know, down the line, we'll, we'll get that going this year. And then the third thing is um, like for Cape Atlantic paranormal research society uh, down in Cape May, I am actually writing letters to properties that have never had like they're thought to be haunted, but have never been investigated. Um, and I'm trying to get us into those properties. So I'm pushing, making a real good push into some properties that have never been investigated. We're talking places that were told ghost adventures. now, told ghost hunters. now, And I'm always reaching for the crazy, you know, the, the, the crazy guest. I'm always looking to interview somebody that you know is really tough to get so you know those are numbers games right if i if i ask for 10 interviews i'll get one or two but i can guarantee if we're going to do an interview on this show it's going to be fucking interesting and you're not going to hear them on <laughs> nine other shows you know yeah. and it, it's going to be yeah. well thought out and and a well done interview so those are some of the new things we're going to do if we get these places all the places that i'm talking about doing are physically in New Jersey. So what my hope is, is as, as we get these things going, we produce an episode about the location and then we have maybe some of the evidence to play. Um, yeah. And I would be the sure. one that would be on site yeah. doing the investigation along with the rest of the people from Capers. Um, but there ain't no reason why when Garrett gets his feet under him a little bit later on in the year, we can't do the same thing up in Alaska. So, you know, it, yeah, that, that's what that's we're what trying to, say. to do. Like there's, there's so much, I look, I would love to be home. I would love to be there investigating with you, but yeah, I, I just can't, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck here, but yeah, you gotta make a I'm living. stuck, man, it's, it's so rich and crazy shit. I could be investigating here that like, it's not going to be the Jersey Alaska show, but I mean, yeah. So if you know anybody yeah. <laughs> in Anchorage, preferably like a five foot 10, beautiful blonde, um, and you think she'd be interested in, in investigating with Garrett, get in touch with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Look, it don't matter if she's blonde or not. <laughs> Take a brunette. <laughs> or how tall she is. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not that picky. Um, yeah, just be uh, uh, seriously. Just be I, email, maybe. Yeah, maybe somebody up there <laughs> might want to get together with you and do something. You know? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So if I, you're, you're I, in Alaska and you're listening. Yeah. You know, and but, all, yeah, there's so much. It's, 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 it's crazy, but you guys will hear some changes coming this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I already have a ton of equipment that we just haven't honestly troubleshot yet. Um, we need to just do a dry run and see what happens. But I do have the equipment to sound better. So a lot of maybe you guys don't know, but I'm literally in my car right now because <laughs> it's the quietest place I can get. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, hopefully that that all changes and the production values better because it sounds like I'm actually there in the studio. Yeah. The thought is we're always, we're always putting thought into the show. We're always looking to do something yeah. different. I don't want it to get stale, you know? And, yeah. And, and I would, I would love to interact more with listeners to be honest with you. That, yeah. I got There's it. one thing. If there's I listeners, ask, like, here's the other thing. I don't know if you, th- what you think about this. If, if we've got listeners out there who even want to come on and just do like a little 20 minute guest hosting with us, we don't have a problem doing that. We're both good guys. Um, we're easy to deal with. I'm Garrett can tell you, you know, if you want to come on and, and you want to talk and you want to want to tell a story, or if you want to just come on with us and just be the guest listener for the day, um, we could probably get you on. Um, so, you know, I would, I would, uh, be okay with doing that. I don't know how you feel about it. I can always edit that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel good about it, man. Yeah, no, I think it would like, be I would, I would totally be down to, like, just bounce back and forth. Like, if you wanted to take a couple in interviews straight up and then we just add it into the show or do something live like this when we get the uh, the new podcasting thing rolling where we can have multiple guests, yeah. you know, people back like Kevin. Then, yeah, we could do it that way. Or, But I'm, I'll take some. You can take some. It, it doesn't matter. But, like, I definitely do want more, uh, I guess, listener engagement. So I want you to feel like if you're listening to this show, it probably, if you've been listening long enough, it probably feels like, you know, me and Mike by now, but like totally be a part of the show. Yeah. We've got about 30,000 regular listeners. So if you're one of those 30,000 out there, you know, don't feel like you have to, you can't just be part of the show. Just give us a ring or an email. We don't, I'm not never doing social media. We're not doing social media, so you won't find us on social media anymore. But you can certainly email us at wickedgardenpodcast at gmail.com, or you can call the hotline on the cover art, and you can leave a message. It always goes to a message. You don't have to talk to anybody live. You're going to get a message machine no matter what. So just leave your contact info, and we'll get back to you. You know? So, yeah, that's that's about all I have for what I listen to. Um, I mean, I... You want to go into a little bit where you're at on everything? <laughs> like, do you want me to go through it first? Uh, yeah. And okay. then we'll kind of wind it up. Um, cause I know you probably getting hemorrhoids sitting in the car or you're freezing. <laughs> Isn't it like four degrees? So I don't, it is four degrees, but yeah. my heat's been on so hard. That I'm like, I'm actually sweating right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to break it down. Um, like I said, this was a, a whole thing to try to figure out where I was on stuff. Right. Because, um, you know, more and more of my time is getting freed up 
not chasing down Bigfoot stories. And it's to the betterment of my family, I think. You know, when you're a grandfather and when you have, you know, a couple homes that you're trying to sell and, you know, you're trying to keep up with your kids who are getting older and that kind of stuff, sometimes you need to take some more time away from personal let me chase down this Bigfoot story. So it's been good for me, but you know, kind of, kind of where I am um, on everything now about three years in is like I said earlier, I got maybe one toe left in Bigfoot. Um, and for a couple different reasons, number one is uh, it's just the end. The, the, the community is just torn between the physical and the, you know, woo-woo Bigfoot. Um, I definitely think the, the woo-woo Bigfoot could probably be what what everybody's seeing. Um, the other problem is the money aspect of it. There's a lot of people out there that are doing, like, a shitty 45-minute documentary on Amazon and getting paid a little bit of money. Um, so I think there's that the buck is kind of screwing up the community. Um, There's so many hoaxes. There's just such, so many hoaxes in it. It's just difficult to deal with. Um, And I think there are scads of people who are just not being honest about um, certain aspects of this. Like, for example, what do these things eat? where's the breeding population you know it at this point we're how many years into this since patterson gimlin somebody would have ran one over you know one would have came up dead oh they bury their bones they eat you know they cannibalize themselves okay whatever you know at some point somebody's got something now maybe somebody's got something hidden um you know or or something like that Maybe something big will come out, but until then, the physical Bigfoot, I'm just not down with it. You know, um, I definitely think it could be, there could be something to it being like a a spirit or something along those lines. I'm leaning, if I'm leaning anywhere on Bigfoot, I'm leaning more towards that. And actually, thanks to Tim, you know, and a lot of the stuff that he brought forward. So that's kind of where I I am on that. I'm very... I'm in a very similar camp. I don't think that, uh, I'm not saying there's not a physical Bigfoot, but I do think it's more of a medical physical situation, right? I I feel like it's probably more linked to, uh, other phenomena like UFOs and or hauntings. Right. Then it is not. I think it's, I think it's more closely related to that than not. And again, I don't want to, I'm not interested in hearing like all these, the bigger stories. Like I, I'm more curious about, uh, somebody that doesn't want to tell their story. Somebody wants to remain anonymous or they had a sighting and, you know, never wants to talk about it with the family. Like, that's what I want to know about stuff like that. Right. And I honestly, like, uh, I think everybody knows how we are with politis at this point, but, uh, just regardless of how you feel about Dave, like you can't really deny that missing 411 phenomena. And I, I feel like it's, I feel like it is connected with that as well. I, I honestly do. So I, I'm definitely leaning more 
towards uh, non-physical Bigfoot yeah. than physical. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, and and that's about the extent of it. And, and you know, let's talk about UFO phenomenon because <laughs> this is the one that gets me the worst, I think. And where I am with this after three years is, you know, I've talked to some people that, uh, you know, that have had experiences that have absolutely had psychological issues. I can tell you I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but I can tell you that there have been two or three people that I've talked to that have just absolutely been off the rocker. Um, you know, sent me pictures of humans and said, don't you see an alien? You know, I see that a lot. So that's been <laughs> tough to process. Okay. When you're, you're talking and I, those same people have been on other shows and they've interviewed them as serious guests. So I've got that going on. Um, there's these whole, we're basing everything nowadays off this New York times article is what we're, we're basing everything off of, right? These New York times, these, 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 uh, whispered stories from the military. And from top secret, you know, well, it's just leaking out from a top secret source. I don't have the energy or the time to figure out whether Lou Elizondo is a real person, whether he really did what he did. I, I don't care. I don't care. The, the physical evidence is not that overwhelming. You know, I don't, I don't know how to interpret those videos that, you know, of the gimbal. I don't know how to interpret that. I can't say for sure whether they're legit. You know, I'm not saying that they're not real videos. I'm just saying, what are they videos of? How do we know that they're moving that fast? It's very hard to look at a radar video yeah, if you're just yeah. Joe Sixpack and you try to figure out, what was it really going to speed of light? Was it, like, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know enough about that stuff. I have to rely on the military to figure out all this, whether all this stuff is real or not. And, you know, that I have a problem with that. I have a problem with, you know, the U S government <laughs> telling me what I should, what I'm looking at, you know, unless I have somebody else, you know, contradict that. And then I think I was kind of okay with the whole story. And then that Kevin, whatever his name was, radar guy came out. And to me, it was just obvious that that guy was just embellishing every single story. It's just a gut yeah. feeling I had on the guy. And I just thought to myself, well, I, we've talked about it before, man. Cause I am like, I am a radar guy. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the stuff you, yeah, some of All right. So I, I talked it out with you and you know, all that other good stuff. Um, so I'm no, first of all, I find it hard to believe that we're that interesting to some superior intelligence. I do. I just, I just don't think, why would they stop by? Do you stop by? To ask Deanne how they're doing when you're walking down the street, you don't, right? I mean, you have shit to do. So I just don't think we're that interesting. I think there's a bunch of people who want to. Here's the problem with the UFO thing, too. It's become religion. So there's all these people down that are atheists, right? Um, or they're maybe not atheists, but maybe they're just, you know, like they don't know what to believe, right? They're still out there spinning around trying to figure out where they want to believe anything, you know, at all religious wise we have a, as humans we have this base need to like have that not religious not that 
God deity in our lives, but we have to, we have to focus on some type of higher power. Um, it's ingrained in us. You know, you can see it wherever anybody has become an atheist, then they become some loony leftist. Right. And they're like telling you about some crazy thing, you know, or like they've, they've gotten into the climate now and the climate is their new God. Right. So they're talking about how, you know, the climate's going downhill and all that other good stuff and whether it is or whether it's not, the point is you have this base need in your life as a human to have some type of like higher power in your life. And if you don't have God, then you have something like that. And then that's kind of what's going on with this UFO stuff. Like people are absolutely believing that there's this ambivalent aliens that are going to come and are going to save the planet, <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. You know, it's just stupid yeah. to me. So you've got all that going on. I don't think we're that interesting. And here's the, the kicker for me. The kicker is if you just take physically what we're seeing, like what you saw, and what I saw, right? Because we've both had UFO experiences. Yep. There's no difference to that, to some of the other ghost stuff that's going on. So yeah, exactly. maybe it's all the same thing. Maybe ghost stuff, Bigfoot stuff, UFO stuff is all what we think of as ghost stuff. <laughs> maybe there is no differentiating between the three of them. Maybe we just want to believe that, that this stuff is different. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe our senses. I, I have a deep sense that like everything's pretty much related. Yeah. Maybe our senses are just easily fooled. Maybe if we are living in a simulation, that's a part of the simulation that bleeds through. Maybe you're looking up at the sky one night and you see something and here it's, you know, a, a different simulation that's 100 years ahead. And that's just the way an airplane looks right now, you know? Cause like, if you think if we're in a simulation and we're in some type of video game, if you go through the forest in a video game and you have an ax and you cut down the tree, you know, <laughs> these people that are mapping this stuff out, they're not making the tree solid. If you cut the tree down, it's going to look white on the inside. Right. So, cause you can only have so much energy. Everything requires memory and energy to keep going. So maybe this is just bleed through from another time, another, you know, some other thing that you're seeing. And maybe that's what ghosts yeah. are. <laughs> you know, maybe Man, that's I, what I, it is. I honestly feel like, I feel like Bigfoot haunting phenomena um, from, you know, from ghosts to poltergeist. And uh, like I said, UFOs and Bigfoot, the alien abduction phenomenon. I think that could all be interdimensional. Yes, absolutely. Right. It could be simply explained with some scientific principle that we haven't uncovered yet. It could all be the same thing, but because we're humans, I I'll never forget, you know, we, Tracy, Tracy has a relative that, you know, I think it was her great grandfather or something like that, that told a story about meeting angels out in the middle of a field one night and it was this green light in the sky and it was these angels. We catch this shit, you know, by our time. Right. So we're so much more advanced than they were. We don't believe in God anymore. So it can't possibly be angels. The point is because he had this religious upbringing, he thought of it as angels because we've yeah. been raised with this, 
UFO phenomenon, we think it's UFOs. Oh, it's an alien. You don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. And, you know, I just don't see any overwhelming evidence that any um, other species or race of people has ever, people or creatures or whatever, has ever visited the planet. There's just no evidence at this point. And I'd love to see some, and I'm open to it happening, but I don't see where all this isn't just all the same shit. So that's kind of where I am on that. The ghost stuff, what we couch is ghost stuff. Like I was saying to you earlier in the other show, you know, EVPs or whatever. I, I think, I don't know why, but for some reason I think we have a hand in co-creating that. I don't know why I think that. I just do. I just feel like sometimes we create it. It could even be our subconscious, you know, expressing itself, right? It could be. You don't know. So, yeah. you, you know, the the intelligent answers that you seem to get, it, it could be co-creation. Um, but for right now, I'm, I'm in on that. Um, weirdly in on the vampire thing is as far as any legends go. And that's kind of where I am after three years. That's kind of where I am in this whole thing. But I'm glad I did it. And I think it's a journey that everybody needs to take on their own. You know, you need to work your, work your way through all this intellectually and figure out where you you come out. And I'm willing to listen to anybody's opinion and I'm willing to hear anybody's opinion because it may change mine, but that's kind of where, where I am on everything. I don't know. You and I have, you know, we don't believe the exact same stuff, but, and that's, that's good actually. Um, cause it lets us have a, you know, better open dialogue, but at the same time, like, honestly, I'm not that, I'm not that far off because that's pretty much what I, believe as well i mean i i do think that you know like i've already said about uh sasquatch and cryptids in general like maybe there's something to it but i don't believe every single one of them's a living breathing creature right physical creature you know i do think there's i feel like you have multiple at this point man it just feels even crazy saying this but this is my opinion right now my opinion has changed over the years and it's probably going to change could change tomorrow here yeah exactly new data but where i'm at right now is i just feel like there's realms and dimensions just like overlaying each other and i feel like sometimes like something can slip through yeah like a croissant like the layers of pastry in a croissant you're just touching so closely there's so much if if this is a simulation there's so much energy energy expended to to run all this you know, that it could just be, just be bleeding through. Yeah. And it's I true. think like your, whatever your level of consciousness is at the time, like maybe it could help you even see past those layers. Like maybe, uh, if you're sleeping, it's a different situation altogether. Right. Um, and I, I honestly feel like the whole abduction phenomenon in general, I feel like that's, I feel like that's non-physical. I don't feel like people are actually taking on these, no. you know, craft i don't know maybe sometimes there's some you know some really good cases i you know i i've seen and i do believe that maybe it is physical craft in like a different realm yeah yeah (laughs) it just kind of comes through here by accident you know now and then right but uh i don't think it's something that you're going to be able to find like in the physical world that we live in i don't think you're going to be able to find these types of things no 
and I, I honestly, like I said, I, I do believe that everything, <laughs> well, not everything, but I believe 90% of these cases, if they're believable in the things that have credit to them and these witnesses, I feel like a lot of witnesses are 100% sane, aren't having any psychological issues. I think they're, they've really seen things and what they, I believe that they believe they've seen these things. So do I. Yeah. So do I, 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 I'm not questioning anybody's individual experience. But it's so far out of reality and what you know you're used to seeing from day to day that it's only normal to you know you can only speculate what this stuff is. Nobody knows what it is, or right? We would or wouldn't be contested, right? You know, absolutely. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's, it's, and that's you know across the gamut of paranormal, I I do feel like it's for the most part interdimensional. Um, you're going to write a lot of stuff off as hoaxes or uh, people making it up. But when it when there is something to it, which I feel like is probably the case, way less than it is the, you know, the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I honestly feel like that's probably, that's where I'm leaning right now is a, is a interdimensional situation. I feel like it's all probably closely, more closely related than, you know, we realize there's been too many cases where you'll have somebody that sees a light in the sky and then they, you know, there's a Bigfoot or, you know, how, how many times, uh, hauntings have sounded more like, uh, an abduction phenomenon than like actual, you know, right. traditional haunting, you know, right. Too much of this stuff is close too closely related. I feel like it's probably, Along the same lines, I feel like there's they're more connected than not. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. More connected than not. It's fun to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we feel like we pretty much know everything there is to know, but that's exactly what people thought like a thousand years ago. Sure. <laughs> but I, there's just too much. Like, I feel like this is probably an infinite loop of things we can learn. And we're just – we're – we know a lot for where we are in history right now, but you know, a hundred years from now, some of this stuff that we're completely bamboozled by could be easily explained yep. by science. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, man, I agree. I think, uh, and it's been a boring year. I don't, you know, I don't know where you're at on the whole thing, but like it, with the with the stories of you know uh, UFO stuff with in that whole realm. Ever since that New York Times story, it's kind of been boring since then. You know, there yeah, really hasn't you know, been, has been a lot. There was supposed to be that big <laughs> disclosure, and there wasn't any. And you know, it's yeah. just it's just generally been a shit year. Not only has it been a shit couple of years with COVID, it's been a shit couple of years in the paranormal. I, you know, it just has. There hasn't been that much Bigfoot stuff to digest. No pictures. No videos. I don't know if it's because everybody's huddled, you know, inside, afraid to, you know, cough and hack, but you know, I, I just don't know what it is, but it's just been really dead. And that kind of yeah. makes me think is the co-creation, you know, maybe that's, that's why it's so you dead. Know, and that's, I honestly, that is something I do believe, like going back to the consciousness aspect of the paranormal, mm-hmm. like I totally, I'm all about a topo right now. Like, I feel like you could believe something to the point where it starts to become a reality. And when you have 
a group of people as large as everybody that's involved in this, like UFO stuff or Bigfoot, what have you, I feel like if enough people consciously start believing in that stuff, like maybe it's it starts to, you know, show itself. Sure. I feel like I'm not saying everything's a topa, but man, like I I feel like you can definitely like even sometimes legends uh just they become so believed that over time like there actually ends up being something to it. Sometimes sure. it's not folklore that stems from truth, but sometimes, you know, facts start stemming from folklore when, the, you know, enough people start believing in it. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes both ways. Well, there's individual co-creation. We do it all the time, you know? I mean, you sit there and you, like when you did your archaeology thing, you know, you just start to think about it and then the road gets easier. Half When people say half the journey is just thinking about what, what you know, what you want to do, then it gets easier, right? Because sometimes that's that's half the journey is just making a decision. Or you make a decision, things start to roll your way. You know? Yeah. And and I think it's half the time getting the ball rolling is is half the battle. So that's interesting. I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting, right? Because what does that do? Does that align the universe to, you know, oh you know, Garrett's made a decision. He's gonna be an archaeologist. All right. You know, let's um make make this road a little bit easier for him you know it, maybe that's what goes on you know maybe the tumblers just fall in place because your your thought process is a certain way right so if that's the case then that's co-creation right so maybe maybe that's the way it goes yeah Something to admit I met a man I hit mistakes A good old myth He drove a series 10 Cadillac And wore a cigar on his lip Don't you know the devil Wears a suit and tie Driving down the 61 in early July Wide as the cotton field and sharp as a knife I heard him howling as he passed me by mm, He said I know you, I know you young man I know you by the state of your hands 
You're a six-string picker Just as I am Well, let me learn you some I know a few turns To make all the girls dance Don't you know the devil Wears a suit and tie So driving down the 61 in early July Wide as a cotton field and sharp as a knife I heard him howling as he passed me by How to price the sweet price My sweet soul Everlasting My very own Eternal light Don't you know that The devil Where a suit and tie So I'm driving down the 61 in early July Wide as the cotton field and sharp as a knife I heard him howling as he passed me by Well, the devil wears a suit and tie So I'm driving down the 61 in early July Wide as the cotton field and sharp as a knife I heard him howling As he passed me by...